listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. All right, red means we're rolling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. So let's get down to it. Let's do it. How you been? <laughs> Oh, I've been good. Life's, life's beautiful. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the freeze. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but brief, but brief. And then it snowed again. That was, it's been so weird out here. Like, yeah, I, I got sick when it snowed the second time. So I was just inside the whole time. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, like I, I had like all these, so I'm an outside salesperson and I do a lot of surveys for certain products and stuff like that or solutions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every time there's a freeze, like every text and just like, cancels everything for the next like two days and like might as well just everything shut down yeah right <laughs> so it's like that all this all this weather crap is just keeps displacing things moving it on but hey that's life yeah if it's just cold outside texas freak out if it yeah. rains nobody yeah. can drive yeah literally there's yeah. accidents everywhere it's like sprinkling everyone forgets just immediately it's like magic <laughs> Yeah. And no we one forget. uses it. <laughs> and no one, no one uses their blinker either. It's great. That's just normal here. <laughs> Nobody uses their blinker here. Oh, it's terrible. It's illegal to use your blinker in Texas. It feels like it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially I don't if- think my mom knows that her car has a blinker. <laughs> Every time I'm ever in the car with my mom or like growing up, she'd drive mm-hmm. me to school. She just swerved just to the next it. lane. Oh, yeah. And she'd cut people off. Uh, she'd be like, well, we didn't get in a rag. It's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, my, my, the worst thing that I, I believe is like the thought process behind people that don't or, or use the blinker, but mm-hmm. like as they're taking over a lane mm-hmm. is that some, at some point when they were learning how to drive, they misunderstood the, the blinker does it, it's supposed to mean intent, not uh, an update. Like I'm not telling mm-hmm. you, I, I'm not telling you, Hey, I'm, I'm turning now. I turn it on to tell you I'm about to turn. Oh, so right. I just, I just feel like there's so many people down here that either don't use the signal or like they use it, but like right when they're already like halfway into your lane. Yeah, they're in the middle and I turn it on <laughs> yeah. in between two it's lanes. Like, hey, just heads up. <laughs> people be funny though. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy down here. But hey, you got to love it. <laughs> yeah, Dallas, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so uh, where are you from? Tell me about yourself. Uh, I'm pretty much from Dallas. Okay. I grew up here. Uh, I was born in Palm Beach. Okay. In like South Florida. Mm-hmm. That's where my dad's from. Uh, but my mom's from Dallas. She went to R.L. Turner okay. High School. So yeah. that's where she's from. I think that's in Richardson. Mm, yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I've actually done work for that school. Like, Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, like design work. And I can't even remember where it is. It's but in I think Richardson right. I think or North Richardson. Dallas or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my family's kind of from around here. Okay. So I grew up in Dallas, moved to McKinney, went to high school in McKinney. Gotcha. So what uh what got you in the music? Is it running oh, your family? No, not at all. Okay. There's nobody musical or that's attempted to make music or play music in my family. Mm. Uh, it was just something that like I felt the need to do when I was a kid. Mm. Like, I would see somebody like on TV like playing guitar. Yeah. Uh. I don't know, like Green Day. I was really into Green Day when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. Or I remember I saw like Kanye West with like the shutter shades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with like Daft Punk. Yeah. On TV doing Stronger. Stronger and I was yeah. like, that's the coolest shit I ever saw in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as I saw like other people making music, I just felt the need to do it myself. Mm. So I got the T-Pain app oh, on yeah. my phone. Nice. Because he was my wow. favorite. He was like my idol growing up, right? I haven't thought about I had that app in a long time. knock off like 
T-Pain Oakley's. Oh, yeah. Like I'd wear them to school. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I got the T-Pain app. I download beats off YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I just write little songs off, like, on the top of it. And oh, that's yeah. how it started. <laughs> nice. Did you have anyone, like, in your circle or anyone that did it with you or, like, Not kept necess- you going? I had one friend later in elementary school. Yeah, mm. uh, because we in our music class we got paired up for a project, mm. and our teacher said everybody has to write a song for the project like at the end of the year. Mm, it sure. was in like sixth grade, mm. and uh, everyone else was like writing like classical pieces on the piano because that's what we learned how to do all year. Oh. Or like they'd play it on the marimba, or like a xylophone or something. Sure. And I was like, Nah, my teacher's got a laptop. It's got GarageBand. We're about to make some beats. Wow. And we're going to make a rap song. Nice. So I think we just rapped about eating. <laughs> we're just a whole song about what we like to eat. Nice. Yeah. And that was the first song I wrote. <laughs> nice. So what what was your, I know, I know you've given me some, some examples, but has there been any um, artists that have been kind of like your, you know, North Star, like anything that you just feel like that's kind of your goal, like in what you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think today it's a little bit different than when I was younger. Oh, sure. But uh, yeah, I found the Grateful Dead. Mm. And that was the first time I got really into like improv music. Okay, yeah. Uh, And then that was kind of the gateway into jazz too. Mm. Just like I fell in love with the idea of you don't have to like practice something and play it a certain way. Right. Like I grew up playing in church and it was like you practice it, you play it exactly this way. Yeah. Played like Hillsong and stuff like that, you right. know? Yeah. And, uh, I, that didn't really compute with me. Mm. I never understood it and it always felt weird. Right. So finding that, like it's improv, you can play it however you want. Yeah. The same song, you can play it a hundred different ways. Yeah. I finally felt like I connected to that. Mm. Uh, feels that, more alive to you. Yeah. It's alive and it's moving with who you are every night. Right. Yeah. Well, that's definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, dynamic of what makes the Grateful Dead such a, an, uh, or Dead and Co. still like uh, an, an evolution of music. Like you can listen to uh, your favorite song, like Terrapin mm-hmm. Station or something, but then like your favorite one is from like 72 and like at the Fillmore or whatever, blah, 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 when someone else's right. favorite could be in the 90s with this lineup and like they totally took a different swing at it. Like that's what's that's what's awesome about it. Because like, I've, I've come to appreciate that because at first I was confused. I was like, why? why, why would you change it? You know, like when I, like when I was super young and like I first found out about the Grateful Dead and that tactic or their, you know, their, their plan in making music. And, and I, yeah, I was the exact same thing, like more strict. It's being like, why? Yeah. That's not how it was the last time though. You know, and like getting offended for them or something, you know, like trying to defend their own art when it's their art, you know? Yeah. But some then, people are just like, they just don't practice. They suck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's more, it's more than that. I, I, I feel like it's, it's because the, the song came, it, it wasn't anything before it was there. And then now mm-hmm. that you're workshopping it essentially, right. You're, you're just working on it, trying to extend it or make it a little more, more dynamic or funky or whatever theme you want to throw on at this time. If you want to say it like that, uh, it's just an exercise. If anything, it makes the song more fun, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, and it's also, it does make it more, um, organic feeling. Cause it's not like I'm, 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 I'm checking the right boxes. I'm also checking the boxes that I didn't know could have been there. But like, if you know what you're doing and you're practicing it, then you can make it more complicated or more, uh, um, 
explosive, you know, yeah. like depending on what it is. Um, I mean, like I was talking to um, this jazz drummer, uh, Joe Dyson. He, he's touring right now with uh, Pat Metheny. And he, uh, you know, he was saying that as the tour goes on, you know, they, they work on the songs and they add little stuff and they, they change it, you know, as the tour goes. Because, you know, they want to work on it. You know, it's like they, it's not that they get bored, but I mean, I'm sure there's like themes of that, that they're like, I just want a new challenge. Like we're doing this all the time and they're so proficient. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just... Let's extend that solo by another measure or like whatever. You want to make it better. Yeah. You want to do something that's like, because if you're not excited about what you're playing, then the crowd won't either. Like the people that are there because yeah. you're not and they can tell. Yeah. So. And like when you watch, because I know you've seen it and I've seen it, like when you see a good improv or you see a good jam, like mm -hmm. exchange, you know, in that setting. Like when someone hits that, hits that right groove. And when it's like just the, right. And the, the room kind of like shifts a little bit. And like, oh, okay. You know, that, 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 that's a beautiful feeling, man. Because that, that feels like, I mean, yeah, you just came up with a song, but it almost feels like you just wrote the whole damn thing in front of everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it almost feels like that. You're just like, oh, I just found a new color. Did you know that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know we could have done that with this song. Yeah. That happens all the time. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes it feel more alive. Yeah. You know, not just like, we're going to take these blocks and we're going to build a building. It's like, this building is live. <laughs> yeah, it's alive rather than recreating something that you did a while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the adventure of creating something new every time you yeah. step somewhere to play music, you know? Yeah, well, and for someone that likes to create, I don't know. It, it, it's, it got, it's got to feel good that you can always recreate something, you know? I mean, I don't know, like I, when I was a kid... Uh, like I said, I, I, we didn't come for money. And, and when I was little, uh, when times were tough, man, I, I would even take my toys to the comic book store to sell them or trade them out for other toys just so I could keep up with the trends. And, and so like when it comes to reworking things, like I started to realize like, oh, like as a little kid, like I should trade out my toys that I'm over with for Legos because then I can always rebuild them into something else if I get over it. And um, now I realize like that's why I love that's the way I, I like to approach music too, is that I like that song, but you know, it's just like, okay. And again, this is another like past mindset that I had. Like I remember being offended by like certain remixes or like thinking like, why are you going to chop up that song? That's already the song. But now like just understanding like, cause it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> because you could just evolve it into something completely different. And, and yeah, I don't know. It just, it just makes sense. Especially if, if you have uh, a strong passion to pursue just the idea of music and, and your own outlet of music. Um, Cause I don't know, that's how you can get some stellar DJs. I mean, you're mixing trying to do stuff, you know, when you're mm -hmm. little, I mean, you, you, anybody that can be obsessed with like, uh, uh, with that kind of um, activity for long enough, I mean, it's just practice and you'll get better and better and better. And I just, yeah, I don't know. It just blows my mind sometimes to see like certain DJs now and nowadays and just like the, their setups and the, well, and the lighting setups, that's a whole other visual thing, but, but just to see the, the rate that you can chop and, and reapply and, and, yeah. and layer things. And, and DJs are kind of like the modern day Grateful Dead, huh? <laughs> they kind of do the same thing. Like every time I've gone to a rave, even if mm. I've seen a DJ that I saw before, sure. they never do the same thing. Oh, right. Right. It's always different. Yeah. Because they're always very cutting edge. Like the, their personality type is typically like, Oh, I got to keep up. You know? Yeah. I, they're I'm, usually really adventurous. Yeah. Like, who else is like standing on tables, waving flags around? <laughs> like they're like popping bottles in the crowd. Like they're, they're doing crazy stuff yeah. too. So like, yeah, they, I think they have that like adventure 
inside them. Yeah. And so when they play or they're DJing, it's also an adventure. Yeah. And they want to take it somewhere they didn't even know they could take it that night. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what makes it so invigorating because it's it feels way more alive than just hit play. Right. <laughs> so tell me about um well, okay. I know you're a guitarist and we were just talking about being multi-instrumentalist and stuff like that. What, what brought you to the, the guitar? Man, I don't know. I was just, I love that thing. <laughs> when I was a kid, every time someone played it, I was like, how do people, I want to play that. Mm, uh, mystical. I, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I played piano a little bit like in church Okay, growing up, but it was just like pads. Mm. So it was just like major minor chords, super simple. Mm. Um, and then the drum line in high school. Oh, nice. So yeah, then I kind of switched to guitar a little later on, mm. but I kind of got serious about the guitar, uh, when I started playing in bands Okay, because it was like, especially in college, mm -hmm. nobody was playing keyboards and synths and bands. So mm. it was like, and I wasn't that good at drums. Mm. So guitar just kind of became my outlet especially with writing songs. It's a really easy instrument to sit down and write a song on too. Oh yeah, for sure. Did you, when, when it comes to your style, this, I guess it's kind of a repeat question, but do you have anything that you've kind of you molded your guitar craft from like, like, for like, cause like with me, it's like a lot of my guitar style is either like some kind of like Delta blues, mm -hmm. some kind of like jazzy stuff, like, or like more like, like Karungbin, you know, like, yeah. you know, um, but it's just because like, I've, I've been really serious about guitar for the last like five years and like practicing it pretty diligently, but it, it, that it's like Kurungbin has like seeped into my style just because it's always, it's always in my, in my playlist and stuff like that. And I just love it. It just sounds so good. Um, but like, yeah, but, but like that, that's definitely like, or like Dan Arbach, you know, we we're talking about him. Right. Um, like the, his songs were some of the first songs that I learned and then learning his influences, um, whether that was, you know, Junior Kimbrough or Muddy or, or uh, whatever, uh, Mississippi Fred, but like learning those, those standards or just learning their certain songs and tricks and stuff like that. It's just definitely like my default has become a melding of this like psychedelic blues kind of jazz thing. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. <laughs> but how about you? Uh, it started with Lightning Hopkins. Okay. Actually. Nice. Yeah. Hey, today's, I, today's his birthday. Is it his birthday today? Uh -huh. Hey, happy birthday, Lightning. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I heard him. I just saw a video on YouTube of him one time. I was probably like 14, mm. 15. It was in high school. And uh, he just hit this note and it was gravelly and huge. Mm. And he just like hung on it for a minute. And it was so amazing that I was like, <laughs> I want to sing like that guy. So I started replicating his singing mm. like trying to sing bluesier i guess sure and uh from then i started also playing his songs on guitar so i started picking up like the delta blues stuff yeah then i started learning like all the robert johnson songs like me and the devil and yeah love in vain like i just loved all of that and then i got into jerry garcia nice. and uh i've probably listened to him more than any other guitar player Oh yeah. So do you have a, I'm uh, sure that probably shows in some way <laughs> you listen to something enough. You probably pick up on stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite, uh, Grateful Dead or Jerry album? 
Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I really like, I really, I mean, I listen to mostly the live stuff. Sure. So I really like 1974. Okay. Uh, there's like this box set that just came out mm. or whatever. It's like on Spotify mm -hmm. or in Apple music and all that. Yeah. Uh, it's like from the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Uh, it was when they had the wall of sound mm. and it just sounds so clear. It's the only recordings that I've heard from them where you can like clearly hear every instrument and they're panned across the mix. Oh, nice. Perfectly to where you can hear everything. Oh, that's cool. It's so nice. What, when did that come out? I think like last year, the year before. Oh, okay. Is it like black and gold or am I thinking of something else? It's, am I, I'm thinking that grateful. I mean, I'm it's thinking like green. Dead and There's oh. green on it. There's like some like yellow yeah, it's like super and colorful. red. I mean, most of their stuff is super yeah. colorful. That's not going to help at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really good though. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I, I remember seeing it, but I don't think I listened to that one. There's like the best eyes of the world I ever heard on it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I need to remember that. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a relatively new dead fan. Oh, true. Like the last like... I didn't really get my full real exposure till probably like two years ago. It's mm -hmm. like a certain friend, friend that always put something on. I'm like, that's pretty good. I yeah. like that. And you're like, the dead bro. <laughs> and then when I got into a certain group that I would play with or just jam out with casually, um, one of them's more of a bard. He's a singer songwriter, you know, he's an acoustic dude. Uh, he's a huge deadhead and so he would mm. he would always like hey you know he would play, tell me like what the, the the structure of the song was or he would play it for me for a little bit and i would give him the beat um and then he would start playing it and so i just started literally <laughs> i was just playing to all these dead songs and, and sometimes he would just we would go off he would just do multiple and he would just explain it to me and then we would jump into it and i didn't even know what songs they were and he's like you know he's like uh i'm forgetting some of the ones that he prefers like i know fire on the mountain is one of them you know um I mean, some of the classics like Bertha and yeah, uh, Scarlet Begonias. Yeah. And uh, man, there's another one that's killing me. Dark Star. No, it's a weird one. We did do that one too. Um, oh, Death Has No Mercy. Oh, that one's good. Yeah. Because we do like a really big epic version of it. We start off like really slow and then like it gets crazy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, didn't know. Like I didn't, I didn't, I only knew. Well, I knew Bertha. I knew that like up front as soon as they start because you know that those three chords real easy. And uh, uh but all the other ones, I didn't even know they were dead songs until like afterwards. He was like, that's fun. A lot yeah, that dead. was the thing. I, I like never really had ever heard of them growing up. Mm. I didn't even know they existed. I recognized the logo and right. the bears, but yeah. I had no idea what that even was. Same. But when I started listening to them, I recognized so many songs. Mm. They were just one of those bands. Yeah. Yeah. And they're interesting too. There's so much history and stuff. A lot, a lot of lore, a lot of mythology behind them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, who, who else? Uh, oh, Isaiah Sharkey, if oh, you know him. Oh yeah. 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 I love him so much. Yeah. He's so good. His, uh, that album, uh, live, was it love life live or whatever his solo album? That's oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, so he, good. he actually just put out a dead cover too. Oh, right. Yeah. Instagram. I saw, I saw that. Yeah, my favorite is he played on that D'Angelo record, uh, Black Messiah. Mm. Yeah, he played guitar on that whole record. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I need to listen to that again. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, when I saw him uh, make a post about the dead song, that was cool. But I, I figured something like that would, would happen when you're when, when you're with Mayer long enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, he plays with him too now. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's on that soft rock tour with him right now. 
Yeah, uh, that's dope. Yeah, it's like I as soon as he announced, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, oh well, I, I, that's probably what they're doing in their spare time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that dude's super good. Yeah, uh, I saw him play at the Freeman over in Deep Ellum one time. I walked in, mm. and I wasn't gonna stay that night. Mm. Uh, I was just like popping by, you know, uh-huh. walking around Ellum, and uh, of course I stayed because he was playing. You're talking about John? No, Isaiah, oh, Isaiah Sharkey. Oh, yeah, oh, Isaiah, yeah. On the, well, yeah, way, you're staying. I, I was just blown away that he was there playing. <laughs> right. It was amazing, though. Yeah. That was one of the best, like, shows in Deep Ellum I've ever seen. Mm. And yeah. it was, like, improv. They threw the band together, I think, like, 30 uh, minutes before. Oh, yeah. So I was told by a bunch of people in the room. Everyone was like, <laughs> they just threw the band together. Like, they were just grabbing people in the bar. Nice. That's the best. Uh, I don't know. Well, you said this Freeman. Like, yeah, like, Freeman and, like, Three Links are, like, like the, getting those jam sessions together where you get people oh, yeah. you never, or you never know who's going to come through. You could have some random drummer, but then some all-star comes through and like put the name on a list or put them at the top of the list, get them in there right now. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that would have been crazy to walk in and just Sharky's up It took up me there. a second. I had to ask somebody. I was like, that's Isaiah <laughs> Sharky, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Man, that's awesome. That's so good. Man. It's, it's funny you bring him up because I was just listening to that album um, just the other day and just thinking to myself, like, man, it's so good. Yeah, he's amazing. It's so good. Um, so you you have, you just released a collection from Deep Elm, right? Yeah, Deep Elm Marco. Yeah, yeah. Love that place. Yeah, that's a great uh, spot. Yeah, that's awesome. It's one, it's one of my favorite venues around here, like intimate-wise. Um, yeah, dude, that whole setup... For snarky puppy that they just did in there that was insane yeah that looked cool that like week-long recording session thing i'm excited to see what comes out of it yeah yeah me too because like yeah i mean you know a lot of that's like improv and all all these alternate versions of songs and then they're doing two shows a day they're doing like an early show mm-hmm. and a late show so who knows who knows what they uncovered in there yeah, and they were filming all of it all of it yeah so i'm curious to see how much of it comes out because yeah. they seemed like they filmed a ton well they had to have i mean it, it had to have been a handful of hours every single day you know for a week but yeah oh it was nuts i was there actually i went there i, I, w- I wasn't able to go to the show because we were out of town for the first part of the week but uh i went there the day they were breaking down because i made some signs for john over there at the arco oh, true yeah and uh, I went to go drop them off and like, yeah, they were, everything was still up. They were just started to break it down. And I mean, it was like wall to wall. It was just insane. And just the equipment, just the insane instruments that they had set up still were just, and they had already put down the drum sets. And I was like, that's what I was super that's excited to see. That's what you were excited see. to see, right? <laughs> yes. But the pianos like, Damn, were awesome. the kids are gone though. <laughs> but man, yeah, it's, it's got, it's, I'm so excited to see what's going to come from that. Um, Yes, yeah. Just a room full of heavy hitters, man. Yeah, right. I mean, you could just have a drummer and Sean Martin, and that would be crazy. <laughs> could you just have Sean Martin? <laughs> right. Yeah. I saw I saw Sean Martin at Three Links one time, and uh, he just told the band to leave, and he just started playing the rest uh. of the set by himself, <laughs> and he was crazy. I was uh. like, he could just show up by himself with the keyboard, right? And the whole room's still going to be captivated. Man, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah he when he plays you just like feel it like you feel it deep within you you know yeah it's such a yeah he's such a like passionate player like yeah man well because you know we were talking about how like our weakest instrument is like piano or learning the piano and stuff like that and like yeah i mean i've just been in awe of like guys like him or like james francis or like Robert Glasper, but like, man, yeah, like, true. Like, man, like, Francis is crazy. That dude is so fast. He's so rapid. It's like, it, 
it's just mind blowing. He's a, uh, oh, he's touring with Matheny right now oh, too. Cool. He's, he's the third part of the trio. Uh, I really liked how I, we, I saw him at the Majestic just like a week. Two, two weeks ago. Wow, man. Time's been flying. Oh, that's a beautiful and, theater too. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, what was interesting about their setup is you had Matheny on the guitar in the middle and you had the drummer on the right side aiming towards Matheny, not the crowd. And then you have the uh, Francis on the left and he has like eight, you know, like different keyboards around and bass synthesizer and just all these crazy yeah. things. But what's, what was awesome that I, at least me personally, I had never been to a show where the piano player did this, his back was to us. And so his back was to us and then you could see hit the walls of keys. So it wasn't like I just saw the back of the piano and his face all intense or like whatever and never seeing what his hands were actually doing. He added the opposite where I didn't see his face, but I could see everything his hands were doing. That's and cool. It was really cool. I like, never saw that before. Yeah, it, it was, I really, at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then I was really hooked on it. Cause I was like, man, cause you could, you could really see him like, just like go all in and just, you know, truly be a master at what he's doing. And maybe that's the thing with the guitar. You can see what they're doing always. Mm. Maybe that's why it's like so cool. Cause you can watch them do it. Yeah. It's like with right a keyboard player, especially if you're in the room and then and you're not like watching a video where the camera is like above or something, yeah. you really can't see what they're doing. Yeah. Or they have to be crazy. You know, putting their some Elton John shit. You know, yeah, putting their, their I did see somebody <laughs> once that they like propped the keyboard up so it was facing the room. What do you mean? So they were playing it like oh. it's hard to describe oh, with words. Like, like like the top of the piano is basically aiming towards. Them. It's aiming towards the crowd. Whoa. It's just tilted what? up a little bit. It's angled. So what were so they, they like playing it like this? Like no, they on? were just playing. They were just standing up. Oh. That's interesting. Was it, oh, was it like a keyboard or something? It was just a keyboard. Okay. Yeah. It was a Nord actually, specifically. <laughs> I should have known better. I don't know. My mind immediately <laughs> went to like some like massive Steinway or like <clears throat> some grand piano. I'm like, what? Is he on a ladder? And that thing's like way up there. And they're just like, yeah, they had it, they had it on a hook, like <laughs> with like ropes from the ceiling and they were in a harness. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm making <laughs> shit up now. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that, that seems much more doable as a, as a, a Nord, although that's still got some weight to it, but still you just throw a strap around your neck and hold it upside down. Yeah. Right. Or just play a guitar. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, like Quentin Gray. Mm. Yeah. If you've seen him before. I've seen videos of him going nuts. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm just like, I, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that, uh, like perspective on a piano player. That was super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know that <coughs> that was a crazy performance to witness. Like, I know we're talking about all these cats that can play like crazy, but like, cause like, I think Matheny has like the most jazz Grammys of like all time, like as an oh, individual. Yeah. And he has like the most diverse Grammys of anyone ever. Like he has the most genre spanning. Like Grammys. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy, they even had an automaton. Like he did this one tour one time where it was a one man tour and he programmed like 10 other automaton, like machine musicians that would like, just literally like me mechanisms that would just, you know, hit the, the bongo on the right time or whatever. And he, he had a robot band. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and I think that's what it was called. It was called the automaton tour. And he just like would set them all up and then like hit it off and he would just stay in time and play the whole thing. And, uh, and in the, 
because I love the album. It's called Side Eye that they were touring on. Uh, I didn't even realize some of the sound effects were coming from the automaton, apparently, when uh, they had it like in the back. Like you just see it, this little like mechanism, this big silver thing with all these little instruments tucked in, just like making all these crazy noises mm-hmm. in light. It was such a crazy experience. And what was awesome is they were one of those artists that basically demanded that you don't take a photo, you don't record anything, you turn your phone off. And then they had like ushers, like keeping an eye on you like the whole time. I was like, dang, you experience it. You are there for the experience. (laughs) Yeah, they did that at, what was it, Jack White? But they put our phones in these pouches. Oh, in the bag thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. No one was on their phone the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I think- uh, People should just leave their phones at home at shows. It's tempting. I get it. Like, you know, like you got your phone, but I get like, you know what I mean? Take your little like video or something or a picture if you want. But sometimes people, they just, they just hold it up there. The whole time. The whole time. Like I get like a 10 second, like clip. Yeah. Like check out the lighting setup because I, most of the time that's like what I do. Like I'll I'll take a clip of it. So like, if you're not familiar with this artist, like that's their vibe or like, that's what it's like when you see them. Right. I'm not up there like Cause I you're just posting song. it to boost them. You're posting right. it to be like, yo, y'all should check Shout out this out. person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not posting the whole damn song, you know? And it's like, right. oh yeah, this is an eight long minute yeah, long song. I saw song. Paul McCartney and this lady in front of me filmed the whole thing on her phone. Oh my God. From start to finish. And she was standing right in front of me uh-huh. and we're in seats. So it's not like you can move. Dang. And I was just like standing there like, is that phone just going to be in front of me? The oh. whole show. Wow. And she, her arm was up. I guess she never got tired. What? Wow. That's dedication. Right. I would have at least brought a monopod or something. I'm just curious <laughs> what she did with it. Probably put it on YouTube the night after and it got struck down by McCartney's League of Lawyers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you dummy. That's mine. That's my property. <laughs> uh, when you saw, was that at uh, the Ranger Stadium? No, it was in, uh, it was at Madison Square Garden. Oh, whoa. In New York. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw him last time he was here at the ballpark. He was oh, like yeah. The opening show whenever the ballpark closed and they turned into like a venue instead. He was like one of the first shows or whatever. Uh, I had a similar experience with the lady in front of me, but she was just being stupid, man. She was recording like every, she was recording the freaking moon. I mean, just like, I actually think that's even cooler. (laughs) She was recording the moon. Well, she was like recording him, recording herself, singing the song. Like she was, okay. She was recording for the memories. Oh, I know. But for like eight minutes, cause it was, Hey Jude. (laughs) Oh, right. That's when everybody's phones go up. Everybody's phones go up on Hey Jude. But she had it out from the beginning. Everyone's phones went down when he plays his new songs. <laughs> Although his new song, his new stuff is good though. I know, but for I'll some reason it. people, they, they just, you know, when like artists like put out really good new music, but because they're known for something else, mm-hmm. the people come and they first, they just like aren't open to even listening to it sometimes. They just don't even want the option. They're like, yeah, like we're just here for yesterday and Hey Jude and. Blackburn. Blackburn. Yeah, that's what we're here for. I want some help. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't you dare play Egypt Station or Flaming Pie or anything that Linda touched. <laughs> don't play anything post Beatles. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know that guy, you know that guy's trying to orchestrate and play out as much of that Beatle catalog as he can nowadays since he was like legally unable to for like right. a quarter of a century, you know? Thanks, Michael Jackson. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it's, yeah, because like I remember when he started to do his big tour, like I think it was like, um, it's called like Back in the US or like whatever. And it was like the first thing he ever did that had like the massive Beatles catalog and like, yeah, it just kind of washed out all the wings and uh, uh, um, 
solo Paul stuff. Really, a lot of solo Paul stuff has gone away from his touring stuff, I've noticed. He plays like one or two songs from his individual stuff. Because I'm a huge Wings fan. I love, oh, yeah, I love true. Wings. It's so good. Um, and I just feel like sometimes McCartney and Wings aren't taken seriously because, I don't know. I mean, at the time, people didn't like, I don't know. There was that perception that Paul broke up the Beatles. So it's like, well, anything he's doing isn't going to be the Beatles or they expected it to mm. be the Beatles. And so everyone always thought that they fell short, but I just, don't think so. Yeah. I think he always made great stuff. Yeah. But he just changed like what we were yeah, talking about changed. before. Yeah. He, but that's natural. That's how, that's how it is. You know? Yeah. That, and he was making music by himself. Now he wasn't right. like, he didn't have a songwriting partner that was writing the songs with him. Right. And then, and then when he did, like when he made Ram with Linda, his wife, it's like, that was that's basically like one of the oh, first that's, that's like my favorite paul record i think yeah yeah that and record's it, amazing like me and my dad just reviewed it um for the show a month ago um and like yeah we were just talking about how it's basically really is like one of the first indie albums because oh right he wasn't trying to make it for anyone he was talking making a basically an album about domestic bliss and that he just likes what he's doing and yeah yeah he made some commentary about the beatles fallout and certain other little jabs and stuff like that but the overarching like theme is like we're out in the country just kind of enjoying life and like i'm not trying to write this for you like i'm not trying to write the long and winding road anymore i'm not trying to be yeah. this epic person anymore because i'm just over it it's like i'm you know sometimes you just want to put that mantle down <laughs> right you know and especially when everyone's calling you the villain you're like i gotta get out of here yeah it just brings so many expectations that i'm sure he did not yeah ask for yeah no and he was probably the one that I don't want to say handled it the best, but I mean, might have, cause look how productive he was. I mean, that's true. Um, well, I mean, besides like Harrison, I mean, I was just talking to my buddy about this the other day, like when George Harrison does all things must pass. I mean, like, I feel like that was therapy for him. Just like moving away from the city and all that star life was therapy for Paul. It's like when George started to get his friends together to make the album and all this catalog of music, he had just been sitting on because John or Paul didn't think it was, up to par, you know, for his like two, was it two song quota, an album, right? whatever thing. So he had like 20 something songs just sitting there that were like basically done. He just needed to actually execute and get a producer involved. Yeah. George is my favorite Beatle though. Oh yeah. He's yeah. the best. He's awesome. Yeah. Well, all things must pass is it's like, I don't know if someone, you know, if someone pulled a desert Island on me and asked me, it's like, I probably would include that one. Yeah. I'll be one. Yeah. Not just because it's super long and there's a lot of variety, <laughs> but because it's yeah, amazing. If you could only have one album on a desert island, what would it be? Oh, see, this is one of my questions. <coughs> this is one. This is this is one of the questions I kind of end end on because <laughs> because I love it. I love it and I hate it. Only one. Yeah. Well, Actually, see, I don't even know. Yeah. See, because I don't think I could. Because eventually one. you wouldn't like it anymore. Right. No matter what. Right. Because like I I um I was talking to the guys at um. Uh, Ferndware, you know, in Oak Cliff right. uh, last week and uh, the, uh, the, their engineer, Will, he gave me a good answer. Like he, he said the golden age apocalypse by uh, Thundercat. Okay. Nice. Got a lot of variety. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's a good one. That yeah, does have a lot of variety. And that's why I kind of think of all things must pass. Cause it's got a, a lot of content, but a lot of variety, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, it, I would probably want something to keep me calm honestly, because I'm right. a very medicinal user of music. Like I, I like to use music to channel a certain feeling or like mm -hmm. keep me in a certain mode. Um, so, you know, like, because I have a pretty like stressful job, like it's not stressful. Like people are always like intense with me, but there's a lot of like math and 
planning and there's a lot of plates spinning at the same time, like a lot of big projects running at the same time. And, um, so I like to stay calm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when someone does call me freaking out, like I already have a complex day lined up. I don't need someone to, you know, jab me at the same time. Um, so like most of my music is like really chill most of the time. Like when I'm working, it's like when I'm out doing other stuff, it's like totally different, like depending on the mood. But like if I was stranded on a desert, I'd imagine that I'd probably be thinking that like, I want to keep cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'd probably listen to like something like, like washed out or something, you know, something chill. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly for me, cause I don't, I want, I mean, or maybe, you know, like a jazz album that's got some rapid, you know, crazy stuff and then some calmer Ooh, stuff. Maybe, <laughs> maybe honestly, if I had to pick one, okay. there's that, uh, record, the Epic oh, by Kamashi Washington. Yeah. It's so long. Yeah. That's and a good so one. amazing. And there's so much different shit on it. That's the one. Yeah. I feel like it would take me a really long time to, to get over that one. Yeah. See, that's a good big one. That, that's that's kind of like, I've been delayed too and giving a, a, an exact answer. Cause I've been trying to like rack my brain about like, what's a, what's a long album? Like what's a really, right. what's a really big album? You know, maybe like some box set. <laughs> yeah. Does a box set that's, count? Is, is that cheating? <laughs> Studio albums only, please. Um, but no, I'd probably take watched out's last album because i'm still addicted to it it's called purple noon oh for real i yeah. haven't heard that yeah it's super cool man real chill nice it's got some good stuff man it's got some like really moody stuff but some really like nice like beach vibe chill wave shit yeah nice. i guess if you're gonna be on the beach you beach might vibes. as well get beach vibes yeah go for it i mean if you get helped cool you're just gonna if have you, beach vibes for eternity at yeah. that point i mean you you could die but hey you're chilling yeah <laughs> But that's the catch, though. You only get one album, but you live forever. Oh, God. Ugh. And it doesn't stop playing. It just keeps going. Oh, wow. It's like working in retail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got those like 30-minute playlists that yeah. they play every day at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally, that just threw me back to flashbacks of like my first jobs of like, oh, my God, if I hear owner of a lonely heart one more damn time. I worked at this coffee shop that had like, it was probably like a 15 song playlist mm -hmm. and it was only Elton John. Okay. Right. And this is what they played in the coffee shop every single day. It's because our owner just loved Elton John, mm, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's a coffee shop. So people come in with like their laptops and like journals and mm -hmm. homework and stuff. And they sit in there for like four hours with their coffee. Yeah. And so people start to realize, this thing is did Rocket Man just come on again? <laughs> Man, that's... We had someone like that in my office back in the day before I became our office DJ and bought us like a little Bluetooth emitter thing. I'm like, mm, we're going to channel this to my phone yeah. um, over the radio. Cause he, I think it was, it was, it was Jack FM. It was some like classic rock radio station that he would always put on. And I had like come into that office. Like I was the new guy, I was their manager, but I was the new guy. So I wasn't right. like going to be like, get the hell off the radio, you know? But then one day he kind of convinced himself because they played, I think it was careless whispers like three times just in that one day. And, and at one point he called it, he was like, I feel like George Michael is about to come on. And, and it did, right? Sure enough. It couldn't, the little moody intro comes in. That's and he's when you like, know it's time. Yeah. And he's like, dang, man, this radio station is it. And they just haven't mixed it up. I think we got to do something else. So we switched to KXT, which I had been pushing for anyways. Um, and then eventually I got the Bluetooth thing and then we started DJing like crazy out there. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, man, working retail, I used to hate that. If I worked like a, um, like a full shift basically and just hearing the, 
hearing it repeat. Ugh, it's the worst. Because I might one of my one of my first jobs was at Toys R Us as like a seasonal worker, and that was the worst retail pop. What are they playing Toys R Us? Like the 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 poppiest of the pop pop like, but also the peripheral pop like the Disney pop. So like. It might not make it in the radio out here, but like on Radio Disney, it's like the hottest shit. Oh, so they're playing like Camp Rock and like <laughs> well, High School yeah. Musical? This yeah. is what I'm thinking uh, of. Right, but like whatever, like the equivalent of that, like, I don't know, like eight years later, like would have been or like whatever. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know who it was. I'm sure it was like Bieber and Selena right. Gomez or like something like that. But it was just like, it was the same stuff. I swear, like the songs were almost the same, like tempo. And so it was just like, I don't know. And, and it would just repeat. Like, and they yeah. hadn't invented AirPods yet, right? <laughs> yeah. No. You couldn't just go to work with your AirPods and no, no one know? No. So it was just, yeah, it was just rough. And I worked in a department where like I was by myself and like, I like music too. So like, I'm like, I would get into like one song and then I'm like, oh, I think this next, this next song is going to be Eventually this you would just start liking it. Yeah. You just like get in your car and Stockholm be like, I kind of want to listen to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, it's it's always around. I should give it a shot. But no, it, it didn't work like that with me. Never happened with you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's, that's definitely. Okay. What about, did, did you, did you give an answer about, did you the give album? a de- yeah, Desert Album? Oh yeah. The Kamasi Washington one. Oh, that's one. right. Okay. So you're sticking with that one. Yeah. yeah I think I'm going to stick with that one. The Epic. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a man. I, I ask this question to everybody and like, I always give an answer, but like, I never thought about it in that sense, like in sense of like length wise or a quantity of like a song on an album. Like yeah. You got to pick the longest album you can think of. <laughs> yeah. And you got to pick one of your favorite albums. Yeah. No, yeah. And most albums are like 30 minutes to like 50 minutes. Yeah. Imagine 30 to 50 minutes repeating forever. Hmm. Yeah, see, when you added that, that changes everything. When you, you can't turn it off. <laughs> when you said it's just on repeat forever, and it's like, oh, God. Can I just bring my guitar instead? Yeah, it's like, I, you know what? I'd probably switch to some ambient shit, like some <laughs> some ambient soundscape thing. Just that's wave, like, just yeah. wave noises, because yeah. that way I can't tell the difference between that and the beach. <laughs> yeah, or like find some album where like some composer like only used waves and they like altered it in all these different formats and, you know, put them on the right frequencies that trigger your tranquil thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure that's out there somewhere. It's some, out there. Some, I picked that. There's some epic ambient like soundscape album. I was, <laughs> that that, way I, I, that might it, be better than my pick. I don't know. Right. I just feel like I probably, it would be much harder to go insane with that. Maybe it'd be easier. Who knows? If I'm on the desert. I'll text you. Yeah, I'll let you know. Hey, bring help. Also, I'm listening to that album, by the way. Please bring another album. (laughs) Anything. I don't know why this one won't stop. It's just on repeat. (laughs) I also don't know where it's coming from. (laughs) Yeah. It's just everywhere. Yeah, I haven't thought about that either. Like, what, what, what play style would you bring to play the album on? You're on an island. You wouldn't really be able to even... That's the thing with that whole question is you wouldn't even be able to bring one. Let's say you have like a solar panel, you know, powered backpack just by chance. And you have a record player in your backpack. But you also have a cassette player. You also have a Bluetooth speaker or headphones. (laughs) Yeah, the Bluetooth speaker for the beach. Let's get it bumping. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Those little Bluetooth speakers always sound nice. Yeah, I got a... um, 
I don't remember what the model is, but it has become my favorite one for like ever. Because of the, the it's cheap, deepish compared to the other one. It's a JBL. Uh, it's a little like circular one with the hook on it. Um, man, I'm forgetting what it is. Because, you know, they have like that big boom box one. It's like a billion dollars and they have like the tower one. But they have this little round one that's weatherproof. Oh, yeah. That, my dad has one of those actually. Dude, those things bump. Like, I, oh, I, for real? Yeah. Like I, 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 I don't remember what song I started it on with, like when I first got it, but it was something like real, like calm with maybe some acoustic thing. I don't know. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then I, I switched to like run the jewels or some shit and then like cranked it up. I was like, whoa, this thing is like, cause it's tiny. I mean, it's right. a little circle. And like, you know, I just clip it on my pants or like put it somewhere, wherever. And like, man, that thing goes nuts. Like the other day I was working in our attic in our house and I, I, I hung it cause I was putting some lights up there. Cause we just put some like boards down so we can, put stuff up there anyways uh and uh i was just blasting some like yeah like, kind of like chill music like you ever heard of uh men i trust you heard that group? no i haven't actually Man, they're super good they're like a chill chill wave jazz kind of group. oh true that's R&B. cool she's got a great voice and their um their producer is just awesome um yeah you should check them out um i was just listening to them so they're real calm like easy going music easy listening and uh i mean i wasn't listening to it too loud but then i i, I went downstairs to get um I don't forget what I was grabbing, but then I realized like you could hear it throughout the house because it was in the attic. I was like, man, that tiny little thing is just bu- like just pulsing it out to the whole house. This is crazy. So yeah, I, that I, I wish I would, could remember what it's called, but that thing is like to become like if that ever dies on me, I'm just gonna get that same thing again. Get another one. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to go look at these little speakers now because <laughs> I want to think I want to think it's called like the drop or like it's got some code name or whatever I don't know I'll send you a picture of it the drop yeah I like that I hope that's what it's called (laughs) I don't know why I like that it just sounds nice (laughs) well and mine's blue so it kind of looks like a water drop right maybe that's why I'm thinking like that but who knows anyways yeah I agree I'd probably do the same thing with my own bluetooth speaker busted out yeah get the drop out yeah Well, uh, what else have you been up to? Oh man, let's see. Just playing a lot of gigs, mostly in Deep Ellum. Where can people find you? Uh, we're at Crossfaded uh, this Friday. Nice. Uh, this the 18th, I yes. believe. Yes. Uh, from 10 to 2. Uh, we're there once a month. We're at Twilight Lounge once a month. Nice. Uh, I love Twilight Lounge. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah, that's an amazing spot. Um... Yeah, those are the spots that we're at usually once a month. Uh, we just played at Revelers. Um, nice. And we yeah, we just did a couple like uh, shows. We did one at Club Dada mm. with Pearl Earl and uh, King Clam. Nice. That one was a ton of fun. And then when we did one before that at Double Wide with uh, my friends Avery Burke and uh, Tim and Travis. Mm. And mm. that one was dope too. So we've been doing a bunch of shows and just playing. We just love playing music, so... Yeah. Keep it coming. I just want to play all the time. I wish I could just play every day. Yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> Is there any uh, venue or event or anything that you like, like here locally that you you want to play at or you have an objective to like you just, you just see yourself being there? Oh, let's see. I guess wherever the journey takes me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm honestly, I I've always love playing at Twilight. Mm. Love that place. Yeah. Um, so, so thankful that we get to play there so often. Uh, and then yeah, Club Dada is so fun too. Yeah. Yeah. That place is fun and you get to kind of do whatever you want there. 
because mm. it's like a concert venue. It's not like you're playing in a bar. Right. Yeah. So you get to like set the lights up the way you want them. Nice. Run the sound the way you want it. Yeah. Set up the room the way you want it. Yeah. So we, we had a lot of fun with that. Awesome. Then, uh, when did you do the recording for the last release that you did at uh, Arco? Let's see. We did two. So the first one was last summer. I think it was July was the first live at Deep Ellen Marco. Yeah. And then we just released an EP with two extra songs on it. Uh, and that was recorded last October. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, those are, those are fun shows. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I know we've already brought this up, but yeah, Arco is one of my favorite spots too. It's just, I love the layout, love the vibe of the whole team there. And, uh, yeah, and the backyard's so cool. Like, yeah, it's just such a... Yeah, the backyard is sick. Yeah. It's Have you ever a, been to a show in the backyard? Uh, I helped... I was telling John this, because I, I think... What's that event they do? Uh, the moon... Oh, like Flow Moon. Flow I haven't moon, been yeah. to that, but it seems dope. I think I, I didn't intentionally go there for that, but I helped a buddy that was a vendor there. That's my first time there. Like, I helped him sell his, his stuff. And I think it was during that event because I, I described it to him and he's like, okay, oh, cool. I think it was during Flow Moon, like our first one. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but that was my first experience. So there's like, yeah, tons of stuff going on and inside and outside. And like, yeah, I was just like so taken back. Like I was like, man, this is crazy. It literally feels like a, a you know, like a big music or like a music festival, like in the middle of a Metroplex, you know, just. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great spot. Um, yeah. <coughs> the um well no never mind sorry i was gonna ask you something but i realized i kind of already asked it um is there anything else that you're you know super interested in besides music oh yeah well recently so yeah this these like last two years i've been on like full-on music mode mm. i've just been doing music every day and so finally i told myself i need to uh get back into some hobbies that I used to do. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying to like go to the park and, you know, like play basketball. Oh, nice. Uh, and, uh, getting back into like drawing and art and making posters yeah. and like illustrations, graphic design stuff. Yeah. Just stuff I used to do that I haven't done in a minute, you know? Yeah, man. Well, cause so that's been fun. And then it makes you more creative when you go back and do music. Yeah. Cause you're expanding your brain and, different avenues not just one right yeah i mean like we were touching on that before we started like that's that's been my outlet for this show like these last two years i mean when everything stopped like just gave me a reason to direct it all into something you know yeah right and uh yeah that's been really nice because like yeah same here like like i i've been super like network and sales focused like in my little world but then when all those dynamics just fell out i don't know i had to feel and I felt uncomfortable, right? Because like I, I mean, it just make you money. Like I, the, the flow was totally thrown off. So I wanted something that gave me confidence. Um, and that started to be the show, like figuring out what the freaking logo was, you know, took me forever because I'm just like obsessive. And that's my thing too, is like branding and logo integrity yeah. is like my main thing. Hey, well, this logo is sick though. Thanks, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and and designing the, the show, because, you know, I'm thinking like a marketer, I'm, I'm thinking of it in phases. So 
like I like like on that card or like on these decals, like that's year one's design. And then like with these this wave, like it's kind of like my interpretation of like a sound wave, whatever hitting you. Um, that's a year two because we're in year two. And then next year I have that laid out and stuff like that. But I really enjoyed it because like I've been doing this for companies, you know, across America, but like never for myself. Right. Like, I'm never in service of myself. And so, yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Hey, it's let's weird. go. That's stuff. Though. That's cool. Yeah. It, it, and it just, I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that, I mean, I'll do on my own accord, but for some reason, if you direct me or like you give me the responsibility to do it in service of someone or like, just if you give me the call to action, like, man, that, that like will stoke me like super fast, like way more than like me saying like, yeah, that'd be a good idea to myself. Like, right. I'm sure there's a lot of people built that way, but like, I know for a fact that I am that way. Like, yeah. So that's why it's like with the show, like it's, it's been mostly me. Um, and I have a buddy that helps me with design work, but like, cause there's, cause he's a pro that's what he does every day. And like, I used to do it, but like, you know, he has like his tips and tricks. So like, I'll give him like 80% of the idea. And I'm like, but you know, that gradient needs to be way better, man. Like, do you think you could clean that up? And he's like, oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause with him, it's like, da, da, da. with me, it's like 10 tutorial videos and like, oh, now I remember. Tutorial videos. It was that stupid artboard setting. That's you know, my whatever. favorite though. <laughs> yeah. That's dude. my favorite. Yeah, dude. That um, Tutorial videos. And I mean, that whole landscape of education, like um, on the internet or whatever, uh, it's got to be one of the craziest aspects of being a living human being right now. Right. You don't like, even need to take your car to nobody anymore. Just I look up a video on YouTube and you can fix your own car. Yeah. You don't even have to pay them. Right. You know, you can I do mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're either self-disciplined enough, you're interested enough or you're bored enough. <laughs> it's like, it takes one of the three. Yeah. You know, and or all three. Yeah. <laughs> at once yeah and, and it's, it's just mind-blowing because like i know i bring this up a lot on the show where I'll, I'll compare like someone's current success and being like yeah but like just 20 years ago like that option wouldn't have been there like we might not have ever found this guy until like 10 years later and who knows what have happened right. or whatever and like yeah i know sometimes that's that might be boring because like that's not life now but like to me it's still mind-blowing like it still blows my mind mm -hmm. like where we are in in the point of life and like complexity about what we're able to do and communicate how we're able to network. And I mean, I could be close friends with someone on the other side of the planet, which I am. And it's very easy to keep up that relationship. Like that's insane. Like right. I can see him. Like we could just video chat and like a homie in Brazil is just telling me what's up. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like I, I, we could make an album together. I could just, I'll just, I mean, I'll just put the files in the Google doc, you work them, send them back and we'll just keep it going. You know? And it's like, that's insane. I mean, that's, some, yeah. you know, I mean the postal service did that, but like through the postal service, like imagine <laughs> making an album through like FedEx. Yeah. Or the postal service or something. That's what the postal service did. The group. That's why they're called that. Oh, the band. Mm -hmm. I didn't, put that together that you were talking about the band. Oh, I yeah. thought you were like oh. <laughs> making a joke like, man, like what if me and my friend in Brazil, we like use the postal service? Oh, so, yeah, no. Wait, would that work though? No, well, you would, no, have, you would I, have to ship it internationally. No, yeah, so you yeah. couldn't use the postal service? Well, I probably couldn't interact with him as often as I do if it was, you know, just 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah, you'd have to send. Yeah. How would you even do that? What would you have to send? Would you have to send like cassettes? I guess. Yeah. Like physical tape. You'd have to like record your ideas, put it on a tape, but none send of it, it to your friend in Brazil. And then they'd have to do the same. Yeah. And none of it would probably be like master 
bill like none of it would probably be clean enough you'd be copied onto so many tapes it'd be copied and you you gotta be thinking like with tape like all the different climates it might be going through and like it could get really worn out you know could sound cool though yeah it's true but yeah i don't know that's just crazy to think about you know and i mean yes the band the postal service did that i mean they literally sent i think it was cds though right back and forth but like that's crazy like Try and tell uh, Lightning about that. And, you know, back in the 30s, you know, a blues guitarist talking about, you know, it would be mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And it's not that long ago. Like, yeah, we're moving quick, right? We're moving extremely fast. I mean, people get pissed off or they get confused when someone is using a non touchscreen phone. It's like, what? why wouldn't you? Like, every phone's a touchscreen. Like, why, why are you choosing to use a flip phone? And that's a personal choice. But it's also just crazy that, like, like touchscreen phones, like that's been like what, like twelve years, thirteen years or so that it's been like a standard. Yeah, I remember when there was no touchscreen phones, right? right? Yeah, and like that's, like I, I think I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to make myself sound old at all, but like, there's at the rate that things are like evolving and and moving so fast that I mean, someone born in the year two thousand, yeah, it does make me feel old, and we're not that off, but it's just because like they. There's so much technology that, that, you know, just like when I was born in the early nineties, like, yeah, like by the time I was five, like we had a computer in the house. Like, yeah, like when I was growing up, like there was a computer in the house basically at all times for the most part. And like with them, it's like at at that same exact like Mm -hmm. point in their life, everybody had a phone like of some sort. So like the, the thought of like a voice message machine or like, you know, like struggling to find someone at a, a, a location where you agreed to meet at. And it's like, well, why don't you just call them? You know, it's like, it's such a crazy thing. Or like watching a show like Seinfeld and seeing the the problems that they run into. And you're like, that wouldn't even be a that wouldn't problem even be a thing at more. all. That whole episode is not, it wouldn't work. It's outdated now. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally out of date. And I just think, I, I don't know. I My mind is, it's always geared that way to like, look at something impressive and think like, wow, that's so great. And to just look at the lineage, like look at like, man, just 30 years ago, we were here. Like, that's just yeah. like, that's, that will always blow my mind. And I, I never want to lose that like perspective on things. Cause then I just feel like you're just going with the wave. You're just taking away and you're not even paying attention, but I don't know. And that's what's so cool about music. And, and, and like in this age of music, we're like, yeah, people can make their own in their own little worlds with their own tech, with their own tech and, you know, maybe send it off to someone to put it on tape to warm it up. And then like, boom, you know, they can, yeah, you don't have to get like in a studio or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's making everybody evolve, you know, in their own way. Yeah. And then when COVID hit, you know, I mean, there, I think it was like a quarter of a billion sales and like recording equipment, like in the first like three months or like or yeah. the first year of COVID or whatever. It was like everybody invested, you know, puts, put some money on themselves and, Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. I mean, I was just talking to the um, the composer for Funimation, the music composer, you know, the anime, it's mm-hmm. an anime studio. They do all the uh, English dubbing and music dubbing for like um, anime um, for here oh, okay, in America. Cool. Um, they're located here in Texas, but they do it for like the whole world. Um, like I was talking to him about um, um, phone microphones like the condenser mo- uh, mics and iPhones are now like they sound so good it's so impressive it's inc- ugh, it blows my mind it, it's it's so crazy I love voice memos man yeah like voice memos that that just that that microphone on an iPhone yeah is so powerful it's very I think good. it's the compressor right yeah 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it has, it also has, um, advanced like settings for like quality where it, it equalizes it and it, it drops out. Like, a, I think it gives you like a default, like low pass, um, and high pass like filter in some way and you can disable it too. And you'll notice real quick. Oh, for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, same thing. Like when I'm, you know, I might be practicing a scale or something and like I get squarely and just start riffing or just like I'm my mind rambles and I just start going off. I'm like, I don't even know what I was just doing. That sounds really cool. And I want to record it. It always impresses me. Like when I put that sucker, like right up into the the opening of the acoustic and, and, yeah. and let it rip and I play it back and I'm like, man, that is crisp. Yeah. Crisp. Well, even if like you have a whole band playing. Yeah. And if you set mm-hmm. your phone in the room. Yeah. Depend, sorry. It depends on where you put it in the room. Oh yeah. But if you put it in the right spot, mm-hmm. it just sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds uh, better than I have a condenser mic, mm-hmm. you know, that was like expensive. Right. And if I try to put that in the room and record a whole band, all you hear is cymbals. Yeah. It just sounds terrible. Yeah. But the iPhone. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. And like what I was telling this guy, his name's Austin. I was just telling him like, I struggle with remembering. I mean, like I'm using my phone right now to record an angle for this, but like for the longest time, I didn't think of my phone as a option. Cause like, that's not how I was mm-hmm. trained. That's not how I was taught. And it's like, you gotta, I mean, I, dude, when I was taught cameras, I mean, we had just switched to SD cards. Like I was still taught on tape. And so like, oh yeah, yeah. And so like, I still think of like all the, it's basically like ritual, like all this stuff that like goes into it before you can achieve the goal. Now it's just like, well, just put your phone up and hit record, you know, and it's not like, you know, get the lens cap off and, you know, clear the memory card and make sure the white balance yeah, is real. right and all this. It's like, no, 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 just hit it and go. <laughs> just blows my mind. Always yeah. will. Life is getting easier. Thanks and crazier. to all of that. And yeah. crazier too at the same time. Cause now like we can get in touch with each other at any moment. So now we're all like expected to answer our phones constantly. Mm. I think that's the struggle now. Yeah. Or one of them. Yeah. Well, and I also think it's like a perspective thing. Like, you know, like, like when someone says like, you know, why don't you call me? And like, well, why don't you call me? (laughs) You know, it's like, well, you thought about me. Why don't you do something about it? It's like, there's so much going on now. There's so much media just distracting. I mean, it's distracting. That's literally what it is. It's just distracting everybody. And so, you know, it's like you could go from being like, all you care about is practicing guitar and then you find out what TikTok is and then like it gets you, it gets, you know, like the algorithm just gets you and it keeps sending you just the right videos that, that they just right. links into your humor. You've been scrolling for hours. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God, I normally put six hours in the training, you know, every day. And they're like, dang, it's, it's cutting back because of TikTok. You know, it's just like, there's just so much stuff. I don't know. I just think about like, I mean, professionally, there's stuff that like could like distract you from keeping an eye on the right, like lead just because like, well, but look at this guy, he's so funny. It's like, but you could also be using it as a networking tool. It's just, I don't know. There's just so much distraction because everybody, and like what you said too, if, if anyone can reach anyone at any time, it's almost like it, it to some people, it could negate the idea of intention of like, yeah, I should reach out to him. Cause now it's like, well, the channel's always open. It's just always right. open. It's not like you can only call them on the weekends. You can only catch them at this time. Right. Cause then there's a queue, you know, you're queued up to like reach out to this homie. Well, it's or the same th- thing in person. Yeah. Now people don't value like in-person communication as much mm. because they can reach out to you at any time whenever mm. they want outside of that. Yeah. So then you're in person with people and people just don't talk. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. Or like they just, they're just distracted. Cause they, or they everyone's their on phone. their phones. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's like, 
if we can't talk about anything, film then in let's the moon. do some. <laughs> Everybody's just <laughs> filming the moon at Paul McCartney concerts. <laughs> well, that, that that's be... what the future is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if everyone's as wasted as that chick was, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good future. <laughs> but yeah, it's just crazy. And like, I don't know. Cause I think about that, like in terms of like, um, like when, cause when I was in high school, it was like the first few years of like social media being popular in tandem with your normal life. So it's like when I talk to my sisters who are like, I don't know, seven, five years older than me, it's like they, they didn't encounter that yet. They, they, everything that they saw in person was what they accounted for when they thought of someone or, or something. But now there's a secondary like realm where you have to defend yourself and prove your character and your, your social dynamics. And if you don't like uphold both ends and like, you know, what's your aggregate yeah. personality, you know, is you, does anyone really know you or like you're not posting or like, you know, and then you get, start to get obsessive because you're like, oh, I don't have enough, enough likes because people aren't, you know, and it's just like, yeah, no, we're not geared up this way, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know. And so there's just so much to, to think about and, and so much that you could spend time on that, technically isn't doing anything like i don't know now i'm starting to sound cynical but it's like you're it's like uh everyone's two different people mm. now you're like you're who you are online and you're who you actually are yeah but who you really are is who you actually are but there's like a persona that everybody has on the internet because everyone's like or most people now we've all posted stuff on the internet right it's like a brand anything that you've posted on the internet is now like if someone just looks you up or yeah. if you like just meet someone and they add you, yeah. they're just going to look at whatever they see. Yeah. And then that's their that's perception you. of you. Yeah. But then they could actually get to know you and then all of that might not add up. Right. Yeah. And or, or just the perspective like this, this person has like a very stress-free life or like, look at all the stuff they do. Yeah. It could look like that. Yeah. Cause it's just a highlight reel, you know? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And like, I don't know. That's how I use it. I don't, I'm a... I'm very light in my social media, like usage and, and like updates, like the, like I was never like a Twitter person. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't understand. What is Twitter? Yeah. It's just, I've, I've asked a lot of people, but nobody knows how to describe it. They're it like, just, I don't know. You just post stuff. It, well, I mean, it's like you, you follow people that you find interesting. Right. And then it'll start sending you more people like that. And then as you start to build your network, it'll, the, it'll start to build a better idea of like who you are and send you more and interact more. Uh, but really, unless you're like an influencer or you're like, you're in a, a, a role like in life that you already have like a lot of friends and you could transfer that network into like Twitter really easily. It's really just for keeping up with the hot topics or like the mm. hottest, like, basically like world gossip it's like or updates it's like you know elon musk said this about you know so-and-so and and like uh, okay like i don't really care so you just i knew there was a reason i never downloaded that app (laughs) (laughs) i made one once i think i had one follower and then i just deleted it because i tried to like understand it i don't know if i ever made a tweet either well see i i have it but literally for the the (coughs) latter reason I believe I gave just now is that I just had it just for, uh, updates. Like, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm about to sound real boring here. I mean, I'm talking about like my local news station, local, like weather station, because I started realizing like, Oh, th- that's true. I never thought of that. Yeah. That's like, see, that's helpful. Right. Right. Because when they lie, well, it wouldn't be a live tweet. When I put the notification, you know, ticker or whatever, uh, setting on, 
freaking channel eight or Pete Delkis or whatever. Then like when homie goes and tweets, like it's going to be 90 degrees today. Can you believe that? Like at like 4 AM in the morning, it's like, I wake up in the morning, like he just told me what's up. Like I don't, oh, I don't right. have to go to my weather app and figure out what it's like. Yeah. Now you don't need two apps. You just need one. Yeah. Yeah. Or like concerts, you know, when someone announces something or a new album or whatever, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a great update tool. But I just feel like when you start to interact with it, mm-hmm. that's when the, you can, I don't know, you can interact with the trolls and the toxicity, you know, that stuff starts to come in because you just don't know who you're interacting with. You never know oh, what right. you're going to get. Oh yeah. That's like Reddit. Oh yeah. I think people just get on Reddit to just like fight each other. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. Yeah. That's how people are choosing to spend their time. Right. No, well, that's how I see Twitter. I mean, those people that, you know, those like Twitter warriors that are just like constantly, you know, fact checking and like just combating people like all the time. Like how much time do you have? Like that, that's crazy. Like, do you have a job? Is this your job? (laughs) Yeah. The the world keeps moving at like a faster pace and everyone's spending more time online. Right. It doesn't add up. It's like, (laughs) we should all be be like too busy to be online, Mm. but we're spending more time online, although we're busier. Well, because it's made to be addicting, you know? And and we just love, I mean, I've said this a few times on the show that there's, there's an organic like beauty to actually being seen. Like when someone sees you and says something about you Mm -hmm. or makes a comment that defines you like truly as you are. And you feel like, Oh, you, you know me like, Oh, you know, that artist like, Oh man, like if you love his music, then like we, we got to share something here. Right. You know, but when, when you're seeing people through digital eyes, you know, uh, all the time, I mean, you're just kind of assuming. Right. You don't really know. Yeah. And, and, and there's just, just like, you know, I'm, and I'm definitely about to sound like a music snob, whatever, just like there's a difference between like a, uh, MP3 file and like a record or like, um, something that was war- warmer, like done on tape compared to like a digitally, you know, rendered thing. There's just a difference. There's like this, there's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's hard to describe, but there's just a, an organic, um, dynamic that's missing that you, it's almost like when you want to be distracted by it, you, you forget that you just push that to the side because you just want the dopamine or like whatever, you know, satisfaction out of like getting a like or posting something. But then when you, when you actually meet someone and you, and you have the same interaction, but in person, it just feeds you much more and, and and the toxic moments. And if someone said that toxic thing to you, not on the forum, but in your face, one, I bet you they wouldn't say it. Um, They wouldn't. uh, And, and two, that that'd be that'd be totally different like you're you wouldn't be assuming their tone because all you're doing is reading it right it's not even a real dialogue because dialogue is like i'm hearing you in real time i hear your tone the texture and i'm i'm actually getting and like facial expressions and like body like the way people's body yeah like if they're like not facing you or if they're not looking at you when they say it all those things they make you feel differently about how they say it yeah but when you just see words Someone can say something that actually was meant to be a compliment and you could take it as an insult, you know? Yeah. Like someone could be like, oh, that's okay. I've seen arguments (laughs) like on Facebook and stuff before where I'm like, I think they actually agree. (laughs) Why are they still arguing? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird world. It's a weird, that is it, is it the world or is it another world we've created? Hmm weird weird worlds yeah it's a weird <laughs> weird weird that's kind of hard to say weird worlds. It's a weird worlds we live in 
That'd be a good. Uh, and don't live in, but <laughs> active in. We're active in it, but we're not in it, but yeah. we're active in it. And I'm not even going to touch on the metaverse. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. That's for <laughs> episode two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. AR and VR, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, crazy, man. It's it's wild. But I love it. Like I said, it's it's it, we're growing and changing like crazy. But, you know, I, I don't think there would be the realm of opportunity that there is for, you know, people like us that are, you know, dedicated to a, an idea, but still building life and, and want to, you know, take our own approach to it. You know, like maybe I don't want to have to do everything a label says, and I don't want to have to like play by certain contractual rules. And it's like, right. that's not where we are anymore. It's no, just, you don't need a label anymore. Yeah. You can, cause I mean, that's the thing that I think is amazing about the internet for artists. You can put it out there. Yep. And now you can even pay for like advertising, advertisement yourself. Right. Um, you, you can do everything that a label would do by yourself. Yeah. Besides have a lot of money. <laughs> so you have to figure out how to do it with no money. Yes. That but is. besides the money factor, you can do everything. Yeah. The options are there. Steve Lacey records all his music on an iPad. Oh, yeah. And his records, they slap. They go hard. Wow. I didn't know that about Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I think I, I saw something on YouTube about how like even when he like goes to the big fancy like uh -huh. studios, uh -huh. he like still just brings his <laughs> iPad in. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Or like, um, or just another like reference for like a big name doing something with like simple tech or whatever. It's like Kanye said that half of li the vocals on Life of Pablo, like his vocals only was on his iPhone. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. So they were just voice memos. Yeah. Yeah. And that record sounded great. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah. I well, mean, and there's somebody else like mixing it and mastering it afterwards, yeah. I'm sure. Mike Dean. That's I know there's some kind. voice memos on like Frank Ocean's Blonde. Yeah. Like his like interludes. Mm -hmm. They're pretty cool. Yeah. But like sometimes they put that like um, that effect on it, like that AM radio or that, that um, what's it called? There's like that, that just that radio voice where it kind of like degrades oh, yeah. it or lo-fi, whatever, you know, and it, and it makes it sound like an old gritty voice memo but like no like i'm super impressed that like there's crisp vocals and, oh, and right? production you know off of that stuff it's just crazy yeah yeah i would have never guessed anything on that record was off of a voice memo yeah it's nuts crazy well it's you, cool though <laughs> it's so cool yeah yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not riffing it just it's just crazy to think about it's crazy to ponder sometimes <laughs> well brother uh you have anything else or anything you want to promote, bring up? Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. You can find me on the internet. You know, we're talking about the internet. <laughs> you can just look up Astro James. I don't know. Wherever you, whatever website you like to use. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's just Astro James for like Instagram and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just Astro James or Astro James Music pretty much everywhere. Nice. I got on TikTok. I'm still trying to figure out how to use that. <laughs> you can come follow my journey if you want. Um... <laughs> uh, Oh, and then we have a record coming out. Oh, yeah? Um, probably June. Okay. Um, we're just wrapping it up. So oh, awesome. we're wrapping it up, and then we're starting to work on that album art and mm. the insides of the sleeves and doing all that fun stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's getting really close to finishing it. Cool. And it's just such an exciting feeling because we've been working on it for so long. Yeah. Uh, Robert Tresco is producing it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so him and I have been working on it. And, uh, man, I'm just so excited. That's awesome. It's been a lot of fun. 
but it's also been kind of a long project. Yeah. A so, journey. <laughs> yeah. It's been a journey. Yeah, it's the mm. first, like everything else we've done up to this point is live. Oh, okay. So at that right. point you just play the show mm. and you get stems afterwards mm, and then yeah. you mix the stems and you put them out. Right. But recording like a record yeah. is a whole different process. Oh yeah. Um, and we took a couple breaks, mm. uh, just cause like our schedules, you know, trying to line it up. Sure. So it's been a year now. Oh, wow. And we're finally wrapping it up. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'll keep my eye out for it or give me a heads up. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a, a name or like anything like that? Oh yeah. It'll be called Paper Soldier. Oh, nice. And then the single is called Tenderness. Okay. And that'll probably be out here like super soon. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll put it out there, man. I'm, I'm excited. That's, that's, <laughs> it's going to be cool. I'm excited, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So this is the first full album. Yeah. It's the first full album. Nice. Nice. You have, uh, do you have, I know you're saying you need to figure out designs, but do you have any like aesthetic that you feel like the album is going for or anything like that? Uh, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, there's some like, uh, Neo soul on it. There's some blues on it. Uh, there's some like New Orleansy jazz, mm. um, psychedelic rock, like really 60s stuff. Mm. Um, there's a ballad. It's nice. just like a piano ballad. Mm. Um, so it's, it kind of goes all over the place. That's awesome, man. Sweet, sweet variety. <laughs> well, cool, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously looking forward to it. Oh, man. thank you. Yeah, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming out, man, and chatting with me. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, dude. We can do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.